I'm not playing it wrong. My dice just suck. Welcome to Playing It Wrong. Podcast about RPGs, fun, food, more RPGs. Grab your dice, sit back, and get ready to play it wrong. Yeah, isn't that true? Hello and welcome, loyal listeners. Yeah, don't you ever get that feeling that you and your dice are playing two different games? It's kind of what happened earlier this week. We'll get on to that in the session summary, but it has been both, well, it's been a busy week doing nothing because I took a few days off to burn those vacation days before the end of the year so I don't, like, lose them. So it's been nothing, staying away from social media, everything else, just kind of fiddling about the house and doing this and that, doing as little as possible. But here I am on this Monday, the last day off of my long extended weekend, doing this episode. And like I said, most of this episode is going to be about a long rant that's going to be part of the good old session summary. So, well, let's do that bumper right now. Session summary. And this is the part of the show where I talk about my weekend gaming. And it's been an interesting week. And it's going to kind of lead into the whole rant on this whole episode. So let's start off with the fun part. Well, actually, the bad news part. We had a serious case of GM burnout for the Star Wars game. I know it didn't last long, but he'd been running other games beforehand. So he was kind of burned out. It's like, ah, I just don't feel like running anymore. So another one of the players stepped up. It's like, well, I want to play. I want to go back to 5e. It's like, cool, let's go 5e. Quick discussion of what are we going to do? We're going to do Out of the Abyss. We did some quick character rolling, and we started. And I was playing a druid, and I already died. So, yeah. Death happens in 5e. Yes, grognards, it does happen. I'm a grognard, too. I admit it. It was just bad dice mojo, hence my earlier complaining about my dice rolling poorly. Which kind of leads into... Well, let me continue with the story, and we'll we'll get into the whole major rant here in the episode. <clears throat> so, one of the things that the new DM uh, has said is, Okay, you can use anything from the splat books, including anything from Unearthed Arcana, as long as it's not out in a regular book yet. And plus, you can go on DM's Guild and pull some stuff, whatever you want. So, yeah. <clears throat> I'm in a bit of an analysis paralysis mode, because there's one player who didn't make the game, so I'm not sure what he's playing. Maybe, hopefully a cleric, because we probably really need a healer, because so far we have a rogue and a paladin. And, well, a dead druid. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. But I'm thinking, well, maybe, because I just picked up the, the Eberron book, Maybe an artifice or an alchemist, you know. But we are doing Out of the Abyss, and i got to talk to the DM and see if that'll work. Or he's like, well, you can't get off chemical supplies, so you're screwed. Which would be... it. I know it's metagamey, but this is one of those times where I think it's okay to metagame, because if the whole character is going to be useless because of something in the adventure, in the campaign, then... Don't play it, and the DM should tell you beforehand. Don't make an undead slayer if you're not going to come across any undead. That doesn't... Your your whole basis of your class is useless. So here I am, scratching my head, going, what am I going to do? What do I want to play? Well, last time we played 5e, I did play Azimir Barbarian with the Path of the Zealot, which is... It works. I like doing the non-optimized race and class combo. It's fun, fun as heck. But I did a deep dive on Saturday into the DM's Guild. Now, I am been gaming plenty long time. 
And yes, I went through the D20 gulp, 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 glut. See, and that's what these episodes are all about, me getting tongue-tied and making weird sounds. But yeah, I went through that D20 glut during 3rd edition when there was all sorts of crap out there. Now let's look at DM's Guild with the new open game license that Watsy put along with it, where a lot of the stuff is not open content for third-party publishers to use, because we don't want another Pathfinder, even though Pathfinder is doing another Pathfinder, but I don't care. But they have a special license for DM's Guild where you can use anything. And like I said, I did kind of a deep dive this weekend. I looked at a bunch of stuff. And, oh, I've got thoughts. I've already had some rants on Adventurer's League and how it's kind of the McDonald's of gaming and it's very bland, boring, and (laughs) it sucks. Okay, I'll say it. Adventurer's League play sucks. It's really, it's safe because the DM can't do stuff, the players can't do stuff, you're limited on your options, and that's not really what makes gaming fun, especially when, you tr- when you're an old grognard who's used to thinking outside of the box. Sometimes that'll just, like, make the DMs go, I, I don't know what to do. It's not in the Adventure League rules. I'm sorry I made a voice, but it's my, it's my dummy voice, okay? Anyway, on to DMs Guild. Okay, so I know I, I get a lot of old school stuff from drive through and Lulu and all around the internet. Okay, yeah, we'll admit, there, there's, there's some stuff that's not that great out there. I've written stuff that's not that great, so I understand that. So don't give me the, you know, if you can do better, then you do better. No. It's, so uh, let, let me do a couple of things. And some of this goes on to other areas of, of drive through as well. Now, one is you've got a product up there and you can get the synopsis and look at the preview. Do not have your preview just be the front page. Do not have your preview just be the cover. That's useless. Now, I haven't seen it that much in stuff outside DM's Guild, but there's a couple I saw. I was like, really? Why are you doing a preview of just the cover and the title page? That's useless. Another thing I thought was really, really fun was I did grab some free PDFs. Just do free, just, yeah, it's free. I'll, this way I'll get to read the whole thing. And um, the author had put on the PDF of not for resale. Okay, for personal use. Not for resale on the PDF. It's a little paranoid, maybe, but why? Okay. Now, th- these are still, these are still my minor complaints. <laughs> I'm getting ready for the big stuff next. Okay, if you think a lot of the stuff during the third edition glut was crazy, unbalanced, and just darn right weirdly written, go to DM's Guild. Oh my god. There's stuff that it just seems like they kind of did it sort of by the rules, but really didn't look at the rules that well or understand what they're writing. And I swear to God, there's one that starts off with the introduction is, I made this class for my girlfriend. I, I shit you not. Yeah, it, it was massively, crazily overpowered and everything else. It's like, really, people? 
you know, Watsy may be getting a few bits of coins off of everything that's sold on DM's Guild. But one thing is back in that third edition glut, despite all the junk that was out there, it allowed some real gems to be made. And now all the major third-party publishers are having to work around the more restrictive license and give Watsy kind of complete control over their intellectual property is the only way to do it. So, in a way, it really didn't help the community overall because they limited some really talented people who didn't want to give up that control. And then you've got this plethora of junk that it's really hard to sort through sometimes. And speaking of sorting, since I'm ramping on one bookshelf, there's one thing I would implore. I've seen this especially when I'm searching for something. Please, if you're a publisher and you happen to listen to this or you know a publisher, please, please, for freaking God's sakes on one bookshelf, categorize your products correctly. You don't know how annoying it is when I go looking for a core rulebook and stuff like stock arts pops up or an adventure st pops up. I know you guys want to sell your stuff. I understand that. I try to sell stuff on there. But categorize it right for your customers. Don't put that... It, it makes it harder to find what you're actually looking for to buy what you want. You're not really helping anybody. Sorry, I had to get that off my chest. Back to DM's Guild. So yeah, I, I, I was looking at DM's Guild and it, there was just so much. And you can tell like books with multiple classes or multiple things that... This was the author's favorite, and this one is really overpowered, and the other ones are kind of like, whatever. So, yeah, I guess the best thing is caveat and pour, and um, be careful what you buy, especially if you're running 5e. This goes to sort of like the D&D boot camp, which I'm not going to do the bumper, but D&D boot camp, if you're a new DM, be very careful about what supplements you let the players use. I will do a little anecdote of a bit of fiction I wrote many, many years ago about a gaming group. The munchkin in the group decided that he wanted a certain class, wanted a certain thing, and the DM said no. And the player said, what if it's published? He said, well, okay, if it's published, yes. So the player writes it, gets a publisher's account, and publishes it and says, see, it's published. And, and you know what? That's kind of the feeling I get sometimes on DM's Guild of, well, if it's on DM's Guild, it's okay. So if somebody writes up something crazy and puts it on DM's Guild. Yeah. So that was a bit of a rant. But anyway, on to my own personal dilemma here of what character to play. Like I said, I was thinking Artificer because, well, I'm going to probably end up being a Swiss Army character again. I like those, but, you know, <clears throat> I've played bards like crazy. I don't know if I'm going to do a bard again. I doubt it. But I'm kind of getting that narrowed down. Maybe... Maybe a sorcerer. I think another warlock again. I don't, I don't know. You know, the artificer is interesting in that you know, and I all kind of have like a, I have a concept of my head of sort of like okay, so I may not have alchemist supplies, but I'll use organic ingredients. You, you, okay, hopefully you heard the air quotes there. By organic ingredients, I mean harvesting the organs off of dead enemies. Hey, it works. It's all natural. Whatever. So, you know, I'm, I'm throwing this out there. So what do you think? What do you think I should play? And yes, I know I 
been around the block. I know I can play. I played just about every class in frickin' every edition of D&D. And I think, hmm, <clears throat> the only two classes I've not played in 5e yet are Wizard and... Wizard. <laughs> so I haven't played yet. So, go ahead. Um, I'm cross-posting as I've started to do putting the these episodes up on the blog, so you can stream there if you're not subscribed. So head on over to the blog, theymightbegazebos.blog. Leave a comment. Tell me what class and race I should play. In case you were to know, I'm thinking of a deep gnome uh, artificer. That's what's on the top of my list right now. But hey, I got another week to figure this out because I got my Labyrinth Lord game coming up on Thursday. Leave a comment. Hey, leave a comment on Facebook or MeWe, whatever. So, hey, you know what? This is going, my rant's gone on long enough. You know what that means? It's time for... Tomes of Ancient Forbidden Knowledge. That's right, folks. We can't have an episode of, of, without reading from the original D&D and getting some spontaneous commentary from yours truly. Where was I? I got to look at my notes here. My bookmarks are in the notes. I think we are on wands, staves, and rods. These are the new ones. The, quote, new ones from Supplement 1, Greyhawk. So what do wands, staves, and rods have? Well, let's see. Unlike wands and staves, rods typically have but 25 charges, unless noted otherwise. They may be recharged. But it doesn't say how, but I think those rules are in chain mail. That's an inside joke if you've been along, because how many times have it said, see chain mail for whatever? <coughs> Staff of striking correction. Um, so it's just, um, yeah, okay. Okay, Rod of Cancellation. What is this? Uh, a staff-like device which functions but once. It has one charge. The original Rod of... It is wielded as if it were a Staff of Striking, and it scores a hit on any magic item. It causes the item to struck to lose all its magical properties permanently. That's kind of different, but hey, that's also pretty cool. One shot, use it wisely, kids. As asset management. Well, resource management. Or asset management. However you want to call it. Rod of Beguiling. All enemies of 20-foot radius are beguiled into believing that its owner is their most trusted friend and respected mentor. Last 4 to 16 turns. Or, as we used to say, the rest of their lives. Rod of Absorption. Uh, what does it do? It absorbs hostile spells. And it redirects it, or a different spell, back at the enemy who originated the spell. Basically, okay, basically. I didn't say basically, but I'm tired of reading directly because sometimes these sentences are just painful to try to read. If the rod absorbed a 5th level spell, its user could redirect any spell up to 5th level, so as long as he knew the spell to be redirected. Ah, not memorized. No, the spell. Small doom. The rod absorption will absorb up to 100 spell levels, either as 100 1st level spells, blah, 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 once absorbed 100 spells, it will no longer function. Although it will continue to discharge spells until all spell levels formerly absorbed are used up, it cannot be recharged or reused thereafter. But you're kind of recharging it by casting spells at it. So I'm pretty sure the way that's worded, that since it absorbs known spells, a spellcaster, a wizard at the end of the day, would like pump some spells into it just to get more slots that he could spontaneously cast. Who knows? <clears throat> There's loopholes and everything. Oh, Rod of Lordly Might. 
Let's see. It's a fighter weapon. When being carried, when being carried, it is a mere four feet in length. But by merely pressing a catch, a two-foot blade springs forth from its handle. Can also be shortened one foot or two foot. Second catch causes the rod to extend up to fifty feet in length, while three-inch-long projections sprout along the sides at intervals proper for climbing. The spike of the blade fastens it securely, even to granite, so an excellent mode of ascent is provided. I'm just trying to think of somebody trying to use a fifty-foot pole arm. You know, somebody's going to try that. <coughs> I have fifty-foot reach with my weapon. Uh, okay, the rod of lordly might also has highly magical properties. Um, acts as a flaming sword, um, becomes a plus two axe, a plus three spear. Uh, let's see. Furthermore, in any of these capacities, it will have the following effects upon enemies. All threatened by it must save versus paralyzation or be paralyzed. And if they do save, they must see a second saving throw versus fear or else run away. If both saves are made, they need not check again during the encounter. Note it says in any of these capacities. So if you're using it as a ladder, the enemies will be frightened of your ladder. They're going to run away from your ladder. How is he flying? I don't know. I don't understand this ladder technology. Alright, Rod of Rulership is up next. What is that? Well, you command a multitude of creatures regardless of their intelligence or size. The number of creatures which will be influenced is variable ranging from 200 to 500 levels. I love this example. From 400 to 1,000 kobolds, 200 to 500 orcs, 100 to 250 gnolls, or even a single creature of 200 or more hit dice. What in the frickin' world has 200 hit dice? Okay, sorry about that. Uh, Audacity just freaked the hell out on me and just stopped because I have a shitty computer. Where was I? Okay, yeah. Rod of Rulership, a single creature of 200 or more hit dice. It lasts 10 turns. If it's got 200 hit dice, 10 turns is not long enough to run away. What monster has... Even a Tarrasque does not have 200 hit dice. For now, I, I'm going to have to make a 200 hit die creature just for chagrins. Rod of Resurrection. Yeah, after that 200 hit die creature, you're going to need it. Rod, which allows its user to resurrect just as if he were a thoughts to any creature behind doors within its range. This is called an error. Let me read this sentence again. A rod, rod, rod of resurrection. A rod which allows its user to resurrect just as if he were a thoughts to any creature behind doors or walls within its range. It functions as an ESP medallion on a roll of six as well as when it is tried for the first time. So we got something missing there. So uh, let me look back in the errata here. Rod of Resurrection. This should read a rod which allows its user to resurrect just as if you were a 15th level patriarch. It is usable once per day, but contains 20 charges and cannot be recharged. So yeah, we had a little extra wordage there from something else. Uh, let's see. Well. Wee, wow, I had a long, long rant. This is already poking up to 20 minutes, and that's about my, my, my limit here. So that means we are going to end the episode, and we will pick up with miscellaneous magic items next time. Come here, come here, I got my pens. Uh, this is what happens when I do it a day late.
Crazy things happen. So with that, I will tell you this much, dear listeners. Thank you very much for listening. If you like this episode, hey, we are on Anchor FM, so that means on Anchor you can subscribe to this episode. And as far as a little, as a buck a month, you can help support the podcast. Or if you want even more, you can go to patreon.com forward slash they might be gazebos. And there, once again, you can support the blog, support the podcast. Hey, get some good, some PDF goodies. And well, I know it's the end of the year. Things are tied around Christmas time. But I will give you this little, little heads up. Things are going to be changed around the Patreon and the blog coming 2020. All right, folks. Like I always say... Roll dice, kill monsters, take their stuff, and have fun.